The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wajuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Do you feel like Captain America now that you've climbed up on the roof <laughs> and dealt with the cobwebs <laughs> and the random thing that we didn't know what it was? Yeah, it was It was weird that the other week we walked past a house and we can't really see the roof that well from the road but we could see it from this one angle and there was a thing on the roof we're like what the hell's that well i thought it was a loose tile or something mm. so i was like going ah we're gonna have to yeah. deal with that and um and so you you volunteered yourself as tribute <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you don't trust me to do these things <laughs> it's it's not lady work <laughs> i'll not, be the man that's not true and jump up on the yeah. roof we know what happens when you do things you klutz <laughs> <laughs> nah yeah um, it's more of a clumsy issue more than anything else. The roof's scary. It's like, yeah, it doesn't seem that high. When you're down here, it doesn't seem very high off off the ground. Mm-hmm. But when you actually go on the roof, it seems like you're miles up there. It's bizarre. <laughs> we shall call it the legend of roof. <laughs> so you did that. So do you feel like Captain America, yes or no? No. You don't feel like you saved the world? No. Didn't save the cheerleader? Didn't save the world? No. Just uh, just went up on the roof. Remember we had high hopes for heroes? Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time, long, long time ago. We sat down because we wanted to talk Tangent City, but there's two things that we should probably preempt this with. It's Tangent City. Um, so anyone that's followed us over from Diz Down Under, um, two things that will happen, actually three things in this episode. The first is we're going to settle ourselves down into, into a little bit of a beverage. Mm-hmm. Um, we are also going to ring the spoiler bell because, um, this thing's all about the spoilers. So spoiler bell mm-hmm. is rung. Um, might accidentally drop the old um old odd swear word we'll try not to but um not necessarily going to be child friendly on the expletives yes so so but uh what we wanted to do because uh, we're just hanging out to talk in spoiler terms on the falcon winter soldier because the uh, final episode dropped this week and mm-hmm. and we have seen all six of them now um so we just want to talk about it and do more of a, a deep dive than we have done on uh, Diz down under Yes, because we tried to keep that spoiler free and it hurt. (laughs) It did. It was like trying to keep a burp in. It was just like, oh, I've got to let it out. Got to let it out somewhere. (laughs) Got to let it out on Tangent City. That's quite right. Except I'm not going to burp because that would be gross. (laughs) But it's interesting because – Obviously, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to be the first of the the Marvel uh, TV shows mm. uh, to drop onto Disney Plus, but uh, due to uh, a few changes, uh, such as you know uh, Black Widow being pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, mm-hmm. um, and other things, they decided to put One Division out first. Yeah, which is supposed to be because One Division is supposed to lead into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, mm. which it won't now. Well, it still kind of does. Yeah, I know, but like, it's not going to 
be a direct lead in like yes. it's it's not in the foreseeable future no that's right but uh yeah doctor strange and the multiverse of madness is being uh, filmed as we speak how so many times can you say that really fast doctor strange and the multiverse of madness doctor strange and the multiverse of madness doctor strange and the multiverse of madness quite a, t- a lot of times wow <laughs> i'm impressed yeah <laughs> that's good uh so yeah but uh the falcon wind soldier was supposed to be first it came second but it was it was kind of uh, it still it was still really good. Uh, I mean, I don't I think you know One Division was a good lead in to show what they can do yeah. with these TV shows. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is more of a a based like a it felt more like a really really long Marvel movie mm. cut up into into six segments. Did it feel like that because it felt like there was more special effects? Um, not particularly. No, it was just more. It, it was more the kind of action that we've come to expect from an Avengers uh, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, One uh, Division did have the big end fight scene and everything like that, but it was a real story-driven TV show. Yeah, and it was it was unashamedly a TV show. Mm, like mm. it, it, it did that whole thing of just going, "We're so TV show that we're going to." Like model each episode after a different genre of TV or a different decade era, of yeah. era of TV. So yeah, it's it's kind of it's good. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm gonna keep playing with the spoiler <laughs> bell if I don't put it over yeah. there. Whereas with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you had um, an aeroplane going <laughs> over. Hey, it's the Falcon. <laughs> You had a more like a story. You knew the characters. You you know they still had the same kind of motivations they've had previously. Yeah. And so it was. It was. It was Pipe down, Falcon. <laughs> We're trying to record a podcast. That's funny. That plane was just going like, yeah, I'm not quite enough overhead to make it really yeah, loud. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm let just gonna, me just <laughs> hold my beer. I'm just, just gonna. <laughs> So yeah, but the with this one here, I mean, we've had uh, a bit of time with Sam Wilson's Falcon and Bucky Barnes, uh, the Winter Soldier. So we kind of know those characters, but they not a lot of time. Well, we've had we've had a fair amount of movies because uh, obviously Bucky was introduced in Captain America: The First Avenger. What was the stat that you gave me? The amount of screen time that they'd um, had in the movies. Oh, uh, I don't know if I talked about it with uh, with regards to them, but I did mm. with regards to uh, uh, oh, Wonder and, and Vision. Yeah, oh, okay, but I mean. These guys had a bit more time because you think about the screen time they shared with uh, Captain America yeah. over the years. So, True. Um, and you know, with uh, Bucky Barnes, you've had all that character development from you know him being Bucky to being the Winter Soldier to getting his programming broken. So, mm. um, yeah, he, he's been, he's a fairly fleshed out character. But you know, this is now truly the first time we're seeing him post programming so like he can't be affected by those words anymore so mm. they can't you know reactivate him and turn him back into the winter soldier true um so the, the 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 tv show the first episode is called new world order and the uh the uh bad guy really in the show is this group of terrorists called the flag smashers and in the comic the flag smashers is actually a dude in a in a white suit black mask has a hammer <laughs> but uh, it, it's, uh, you know, they. I like the way that they can take, uh, like, Marvel properties and then create something completely different around it. Mm. Um, because the idea of these flag smashes is that during the blip, uh, when half of the world's population got wiped out, people were very happy to bring uh you know refugees into their countries yeah and uh yeah. and that there was room for mm. them as well so they could welcome them they could give them homes mm. because you know people that had blipped out you know they could give them accommodation yeah. and so but then when the 
people blip back in five years later, you're going to end up with this world that's overpopulated again and huge amount of displacement. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So uh, the flag smashers are trying to get the world back to where it was during the blip because they thought it was better during mm-hmm. the blip. Uh, so you got uh, Falcon and he's working. Um, you got Sam and he's working with a guy called uh, Joaquin Torres, uh, who is is like his army liaison. Yeah, isn't it Joaquin? Joaquin, yeah, Joaquin Torres, yeah. Um, and so he's doing that while at the same time Bucky is uh, trying to come to terms with his past life. And, uh, you know, he's got a list of people that he's trying to make amends with. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much just a where are they now kind of a, a story. Yeah, so them very separate. In fact, I don't think you really see a lot of um, – do you see any of them on screen together during that episode? Uh, no, no. So, yeah, so you've got that whole uh, – but you also have a little bit of uh, wrap-up as well because the assumption is Sam's got the shield. He's going to take the shield up and become Captain America. Mm-hmm. He's going to donate it to a museum. Yeah, I think it's going to the Smithsonian is, yeah. is where it was supposed to go. And, no, uh, it did go. It did go, yeah, for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he gives that uh, back to, to the Smithsonian. And one of the cool things about that is in that scene uh, where he's donating the shield, uh, you actually get to see War Machine mm. um, or Don Cheadle, you know, as uh, uh, as Rhodey. But, uh, you know, they, they have a, a chat about, like, you know, is he doing the right thing and, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was good to see, you know, another character from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in there as well. And not for an extended period. He's just there for that, that one brief scene kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a deprogrammed... Uh, well, I guess the thing is with Bucky, right? He's been deprogrammed, but he's still feeling that trauma of what he'd done, like having the weight of all the the murders. Because mm. it seems like he remembers a lot of what he did. It wasn't like he was just programmed, and that was just like he blacked out during those periods. Mm. It seems like he actually remembers that. So he's carrying a huge amount of baggage around with him, and. So it's kind of interesting that you've got Sam dropping something off that he's not ready to deal with. And then you've got just Bucky with like the weight of the world on his shoulders Mm. in terms of what he'd done. But like he'd done it under programming. So it must be even weirder to try and reconcile it because it was his fault, but it wasn't his fault. But I guess the real action sort of starts when they stick Sam onto a plane and and send him into a um, send him into an area where he has to conduct a rescue. Exactly, yeah, and he's a uh, he gets to take on uh, Batroxy Leaper as well, uh, which is kind of cool because you know Steve had fought Batroc. I was going to say going back, like for those of you who don't follow every single character like you do in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Star Wars and just go, oh, yeah, that's blah, blah, blah. It's like, how do you even know that? It's like, because well, I've been in discussions on the social media. So this is the guy who Captain America fights on board. What was the name of that ship? I can't remember the name of the ship. But the but- ship that um, Cap and Black Widow go and they rescue a whole lot of hostages. Mm-hmm. And so he's the French dude who, like, just kicks butt. Yes, yeah. So so Steve and him fought there. 
and so having uh, Sam fight in here was kind of a good link to that, uh, you know, that previous uh, battle kind of thing. Uh, but there's, it's a really amazing scene with fl- flight suits and, and all that kind of stuff. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, the flight suit thing just absolutely fascinates me that people can just navigate themselves so well. Mm. I mean, I know that obviously this is special effects, but people do do this kind of thing. And I've, like, you know, they just sort of roll into a helicopter door. It's like, what? Yeah. If I tried to do that, I'd end up smushed or on the ground. Most people would, yes. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's just uh, absolutely amazing. Like, they just went, okay, we're going to you know, kick this off with a bang. Mm. And then they, they showed this amazing scene. And it felt so cinematic. Mm, mm. It, it just – it was so – it was a big chase scene, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's a uh, – so you got that scene, but then – You've also got a lot more grounded stuff as well because uh, another story with um, Sam is that his sister's having financial problems with their mum and dad's boat because their mum and dad are dead. Yeah, question before you go into that. Um, Do you think, because obviously Sam blipped, Mm -hmm. did she blip as well? Okay, so she was stuck there struggling through during the blip. Okay, cool. Um, and so uh, they've got this you know, boat that needs to have repairs and stuff like that done. Mm. And they were, were like, you know, um, trying to get money from the bank, which um, answered questions about like, you know, how do Avengers get paid and do they get paid and, and these kind of things. So, mm. but the fact that Sam hadn't been around for five years and was making no income, yeah. uh, it was very hard for him to get a, a loan. So it was kind of weird. You'd think, uh, you'd think that. You know, an Avenger would be able to just go, Tony, uh, Tony, could you just uh, you know, give us some money? <laughs> Which is kind of weird in a way. Because but Tony's dead, so he couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, Sam was ex-military. Yeah. So wouldn't he have some sort of a pension kind of thing? No. Yeah, you'd think, you'd think so, yeah. Mm. yeah. I guess it would have been a complicated time. But you're right. Um, so you've got that element being added in, which I really like because it shows that Sam being good people because you've always got that whole idea that Sam is just a really good person. Mm. The work that he did with vets and that kind of thing. Um, when we first meet him in – what movie was that? It was uh, – um, it was it was Winter Soldier, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure – was it? Well, now I'm, I'm just not sure. <laughs> I feel really bad because I probably should have looked this up. Isn't that terrible? No, I'm pretty sure it was Winter Soldier. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, because the next one's Civil War. Yeah. And he's a very big part of Civil yeah, War. Yeah, yeah, So when we first meet him, he's working with vets and he's always got like this this way about him of just being able to, I don't know, relate to people and mm. everything. And then when you meet his family – um, well, his sister primarily. And nephews. Well, and nephews, but primarily the sister. Like, you realise that this was no mistake. Like, he obviously came from really good people mm. and, um, you know, had an upbringing where he had a lot of respect for people and obviously cared a lot as well. So there's one thing in particular that happens, I'm pretty sure it's in this episode, um, where they go to the bank. They, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, before they go to the bank, you see them, like, doing all this cooking and putting together these food packages and then you realize that um because i thought that they were gonna like bring it to the bank and show them like how good like they were in terms of their prospects of being able to like you know open a restaurant or whatever no this was just food that they were going to be giving away to people that needed it and that was pretty cool Mm. that was just like these people are just really good people so I I thought that that was just a really cool, yeah yeah. But it was it was it was good that they you know you saw 
that they had a need to get the, the money from the bank and everything like that. The, the, the guy at the bank was showing how, like, oh, yeah, my God, I'm a big fan and everything like that. Mm. But then they're like, oh, no, we can't give you any money. Yeah. No money for you. you because you've got no proof of income for mm. the last five years. Where well, he didn't exist. Yeah. What? It's just nuts. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, a great episode. But um, the the real kicker at the end of the episode is that uh, you know because Sam gave the shield to the Smithsonian to be a, a, a monument to Steve Rogers' Captain America. Mm. At the end of the uh, episode, the same guy he gave the shield to is like I'm now introducing the new Captain America, John Walker, and then John Walker comes out in this. Captain America-ish suit, which is actually like closer this to the- Spud face. Yeah, it was. I don't know. You never really see his face looking like that again. For the yeah. Rest of the series. Did they make it look like the guy from Up? Yeah, because he has this really squishy kind of like just did not have the same like prominent jaw that uh, Chris Evans has. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, Jonathan Walker comes out uh, as as Captain America, and uh, Sam's like, "What the hell? That's just what what what's going With on?" With the shield. With the shield, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also we had with Bucky the storyline of him hanging out with that old dude mm. in the sushi bar and the old dude kind of acts as his wingman and, and sets him up on a date and the date ends really awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because uh, when you're watching the interaction with um, Bucky and this guy, it must be, the guy must be what, 60s, 70s? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you realise that Bucky's over 100 years old. So it's it's kind of odd to think that like and sometimes you you, you get that feeling like you know, Bucky uh, realizes he's older than this guy and then he has a date with this girl who's in her twenties or thirties and he's kind of like feels a bit awkward about it. Mm. Um, so it's, it's it's really nice scenes there, but the yeah the unfortunate thing is is that Bucky had killed this guy's son and so that's why he's kind of trying to make amends for killing the son while he was a winter soldier yeah and uh, we get also get that therapy scene don't mm, we mm. where um he's just like there's like rules that his therapist has set up and he's just like going oh no i wasn't breaking those rules <laughs> like when he because com- there's a scene where he commits violence mm, against mm. people that had done him wrong quite right yes yeah it's the whole the whole episode is just so well structured and so uh, just goes, okay, this is where we're at now and just perfectly places you and then launches the issue of the uh, the, the, the series at the end of it. Yeah, yeah the flag smashes. Um, the other thing that it does is it kind of pulls the rug out from under you in several ways. So obviously we expected Sam to just start training with the shield straight mm. up. Um, and But we also expected those two to be have some sort of camaraderie and be working together. And From the they start, don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they don't. You don't mm. see them in that episode at all together, right? Mm. So that kind of pulls the rug out a little bit. So you're like going, oh, okay. So there's going to be a little bit more to the series, and it just kind of. I like that. It's like a little reset button for mm. all your expectations. And I honestly thought that we were going to see um, <clears throat> Sam taking up the mental the the mantle of Captain America or was going to take up the mantle and having the government come in and say, No, 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 uh, that's our property. You're and I honestly thought it was going to be that. And but, that of course gets addressed a little bit later on mm, about the grey area when it comes to the shield. Mm, mm. But the but they didn't do that. So so Sam isn't like Captain America from the start. He's still the Falcon mm. and and then he's kinda of like tricked into giving the the shield back to the American government. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not tricked because he thinks it's just going to the Smithsonian and they're just wrapping up this whole Captain America shenanigans. Mm. But that was not the case because no. that, um, 
that leads into the uh, the second episode, the Star Spangled Man. Yes, which uh, people would remember was the uh, the title of the song from Captain America. Ah, oh, of course, when he was doing his uh, his US yeah. o-, o tours and uh, going around the place. Um, so this this one here is a, an introduction into uh, who John Walk John Walker is. And uh, yeah, you're getting a, a real feel for his his character, and he is like kind of the perfect kind of soldier, mm. I guess. And and that goes back to um, when uh, when Captain America was first created, mm-hmm. uh, and he and um, the uh, Professor Erskine said, you know, it's we're not looking for a perfect soldier, we're looking for a good man. Mm. And uh, so here you've got that that. Uh, that comparison, like Steve Rogers, yeah, is a good this man. is where it goes wrong. Kids. Yeah, yeah, and so and he's a little bit he he he's a little bit short fused. Like right mm. from the beginning, he wants to do things his way, even though he's used to following orders, which I found a little bit weird. But he's also used to being the star, mm. Mm. so that's that's quite interesting, right from the word go. And the show starts off with him on Good Morning America, mm. uh, and you know, talks about his uh, his past and uh, everything like that. Um, and uh, and then uh, after that, they you know uh, lead into some more flag smasher stuff because uh, um, Bucky and uh, and Sam are gonna you know start looking into this the, the terrorist supergroup. Um, but at the same time, like in the back of their minds, it's kind of like, who the hell is this John Walker guy? Why has he got the shield? Mm. Why is there a new Captain America? Uh, but they they go after the the flag smashers. But then uh, Walker and his uh, partner uh, Lamar Hoskins, Battlestar, uh, come in and uh, they all four of them get their butts handed them by the flag smashers mm. because the flag smashers have taken a version of the super soldier serum. Yeah, so you kind of introduced that concept in. So at the moment, we've we've not got someone with the um, super soldier serum because you got oh sorry, Bucky does. Bucky's a super soldier. Yeah. 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 So you got Bucky, but he's kind of I don't know. He he he's not like leading the charge in this. Not safe to say. Mm. Where and then you've got Captain America. Can we call him like John Walker? Just say John Walker. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, call him Focat. <laughs> um, he is trying to lead the charge, but doesn't have the abilities that the previous Captain America mm. had, and certainly not what Bucky can do, and certainly not what these Flag Smashers can do. Mm. So Carly is revealed to be, you know, this teensy tiny kick-ass woman, and you think, well. You know, how's how's Cap ever going to get this done? And how's Falcon going to get this done? Because he might have those wings, but that's about – that's his only enhancement. He has the same amount of power, really, as Iron Man had in, in the suit. Mm-hmm. It's just that he's got the capacity to fly and he's really good at what he does, but he doesn't have that superpower. Yeah, but it's um, it's, it's interesting, though, with the – the flag smash is taking the super soldier serum mm. and they get enhanced strength, but it doesn't enhance their physical their their, their, their physique at all. Yeah. So, well, it's a different version. Like you yeah. said, it's like a version mm. of the serum. Yeah, because with Steve Rogers, it actually made him look big. and uh, Yeah, but that was also applied with those, um, what were those rays called? Vita rays. Vita rays. Mm. 
So it's uh, it's an interesting take on it because obviously with John, he's uh, a normal human being. Mm. But anyone from the comics knows at some point in time he's going to be becoming a super soldier. Uh, and so it was, it was, yeah, quite interesting the, the way they went about it. Cause in the comics, he was super patriot first and then he became Captain America when mm-hmm. the US government said to Steve Rogers, you're our property and you're going to do what we say you're going to do. And so and, he stepped back. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. And right. then he gave them the shield and the suit and then they put the suit onto John Walker. Wow. And, uh, and Lamar Hoskins originally was actually, uh, his Bucky. So he wore a, ah. he wore the Bucky suit. Yeah. Um, uh, but then realized that maybe, uh, as a black man, he needed to have his own identity and hence became Battlestar. Hmm. Okay. So you've, also got like so going back a little bit you've got this introduction of how um both Bucky and Sam are going to interact together which is like they kind of have to work together but they don't necessarily want to be working together and but there's that kind of like that pissing competition stuff that mm-hmm. goes on so like the jumping out of the plane thing and like Bucky like just landing <laughs> out of a plane yeah. It's, it's crazy. Don't jump out of a plane, plane without a parachute. It's just stupid. Even if you've got super soldier serum yeah. and a bionic arm. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, really just uh, some impressive stuff there. But I think the most uh, the, the most amazing thing for a comic fan uh, is that in this episode they introduce Isaiah Bradley into uh, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. So how was he introduced in the comics? Uh, in the comics, it was introduced in a comic called Truth, uh, and it was um, – I'm not sure. I've got to go back and reread it, but I'm not mm. sure if it was um, he was one of the soldiers that was tested on prior to Steve Rogers getting the super soldier serum, right? Or he was one of the uh, one of the soldiers tested on after to try to uh, perfect a new super soldier serum, right? So, uh, but at some point in time, he was. Um, taken and given uh, the super soldier serum and out of all the people who got it he was the only one that didn't die mm, okay um, so it was uh, yeah really like um, it, he was he was retconned into Captain America's uh, story but it's a very interesting one because in black history it's not it, it um, there is times where they have actually used uh, African American people to test drugs and things like mm, that on them mm. The, so that's where the actual the story comes from. Which is it? interesting as well because you had the scene when they leave his place, um, which is I don't know what city it was supposed to be in, but they kind of leave and you've got Bucky and Sam arguing together mm-hmm. and the cops pull them over and – well, not pull them over but stop them and say to Bucky, like, is this guy bothering you mm-hmm. kind of thing? And he's just like, no, we're just arguing. And, like, Sam's just like, oh, here we go. And just, like, realising, like, it just really hit home, just that whole thing that, you know, just because of his colour and until he was noticed as being the Falcon, like, the cop was just going to go down this line of questioning and just assumption that was just so outrageous. Mm. Like, he was causing the problem because he was the black dude? I'm sorry, Bucky started that argument. (laughs) But yeah, I mean that's that's great, and I'm really happy that they're actually um, 
chat they're actually talking about systemic racism yes. in, in the United States and it's um or around the world for that matter yeah yeah uh, but it's and also like you think about the the time frame uh, while um the trial of that cop who killed George Floyd was going on. This mm. is during that same time true. that's happening. So very it, true. It's really like yeah. It, I'm just glad that uh, oh, it's supposed to be in Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. Mm. I'm just glad that they're they're actually you know not uh you know you've got a black superhero. So I'm glad they're not just going oh we won't deal with that side of things. Mm. But I mean that's that's the way that things are. It's like you know black people get treated a certain way uh, unless they're famous, and if they're famous they get treated in a, in a different kind of way. So, so long as the person accusing them of whatever realizes that they're famous, yeah, Ugh, yeah, which is gross, just, it's, it's ridiculous. Yep. Um, but uh, it's yeah. Uh, when you meet Isaiah uh, in uh, this this form, um, he, you find out that he's was like treated. You think you see how Steve Rogers was treated, mm. and then Isaiah, like who was also a super soldier, um, he. He was, was in prison for like 30 years, was that the line? Yeah. Or 32 for, years? In prison for 30 years, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's, it was good to see that, that flip side of things and just to introduce this character mm. into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's another story that they can tell down the track mm. um, if they wanted to do as a, a miniseries or something like that. True. Um, but you mentioned the, uh, the argument that uh, Bucky and uh, Sam were having and that uh, ends up getting uh, Bucky arrested uh, because he missed a, uh, a court-ordered uh, um, therapy appointment. Yes. Yeah. So that um, then leads to the therapist coming into, um, into there and saying, right, we're going to have this session now, but with the two of them. And it becomes like this – this pseudo couples therapy oh. moment where, and this is what I kind of like is like, you got a little bit of the comedy when they're jumping out of the plane, but you also got a little bit of the comedy, but a lot of the seriousness as well. Um, when they do this couples ther- mm. therapy kind of esque thing with the, with the therapist. And it's, it's quite, it, it was well done. Yeah. No, it was very, very good. So, um, I mean, like the whole thing of them shuffling like so they're basically like their knees are like interlinked. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. <sighs> but it did. Uh, you, you we're two episodes in, and at this point in time, we knew that uh, uh, we were going to be seeing um, Zemo come back into the into the story. Yeah. Um, now we hadn't seen Daniel Brawl's uh, Baron Zemo at this point, but uh, they they kind of like realized that they needed to get some information uh, from somebody who knew about super soldiers. And so, you know, who do you go to uh, to, uh, you know, find that out, the, the information? That's true. Um, Mr. Zemo himself, or as you like to call him. Baron Zemo. <laughs> yeah, Baron Zemo. Um, do you, fun fact, um, he was being held in cell number 2187, which was the number of the cell that Princess Leia was held in in A New Hope. Oh, very good. Coincidence, mm-hmm. methinks not. Uh, yeah, so he they they but it's only like a short scene of him at that that yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you do see the cell number. You do, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just for the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was a good episode where they they so like established the relationship between Bucky and Sam. That was tense, but they understood they need to work together. Yeah. Then you also get to see their. Uh, mirror in uh, John Walker and uh, Lamar Hoskins. Yeah, which in itself was like, did you see that whole thing that Lamar was just like a little bit sort of cautious of the way that that 
John Walker was reacting to certain situations. Like he sort of had that air of like going, oh, you might be going a bit cray cray. Yeah, well, out of the two, he was he was always the more level-headed of the, mm. the, the two characters in the comics. So, um, yeah, but it was just an amazing episode. Like, just two episodes in and they just, you know, put so much stuff out there. So, um, yeah, I, I was just I – mean, and, and more, like, you got that – people just hated uh, John Walker from that first appearance in the first episode. Mm. Um, in the second episode, you know – he was trying to work with Bucky and, and Sam, but then, like, when they were, were showing a lack of interest in it, he was kind of like, well, you know, stay the hell out of my way. Yeah. Uh, and, but he's, the thing is, everyone online was hating on his character and um, saying what a terrible uh, actor and stuff like that he was. But he is, like, uh, uh, Wyatt Russell, who's Kurt Russell's son and Goldie Horn's son, yeah. is a great actor because he made you feel like, how dare you besmirch the shield by pretending to be Captain America? <laughs> he did his job perfectly. Yeah. Um, I think that that's the thing is, um, I mean, you watch a lot of wrestling and you understand mm. that whole thing that it takes just as good a character to make you hate them as it does to make you like them. Oh, exactly. Yes, yeah. And in wrestling, you've got heels and faces. Yeah. And sometimes a face who you've loved for years will become a heel and then they have to figure out a way to make you hate them. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. And, and and he just, you know, did a perfect job of it. Like just uh, is absolutely um, fantastic in that role. And the whole time I'm, I'm watching this, it's going, I cannot wait to see this guy as US agent because mm-hmm. that's his event- that's eventually where he's got to get to. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was the, uh, the the Star Spangled Man, and uh, it was um, yeah, great, great second episode. Um, and then we get into the, the the third episode of the series, which is called Power Broker. Yes. Now, Power Broker. If you're a, a Marvel Comics fan, you would know that Power Broker was the guy who would give people uh, superpowers, but then he would kind of. Uh, need to get payback for it. Yeah, so you kind of expected Power Broker to give John Walker his powers and then he would be uh, – John Walker would be under Power Broker's thumb yeah, to some extent. because in the comics originally I think it was uh, – he, he was given the, the super soldier serum by the Power Broker. Mm-hmm. I think they became wrestlers. But then eventually they uh, became superheroes. He became right. uh, the Super Patriots. And the uh, Lamar and two other friends of uh, John's mm. become the Bold Urban Commandos. Bold Urban? Bold Urban Commandos, hmm. or Bucky's for short. Uh. <laughs> uh, and so John would be going around doing these kind of like um, promotional, uh, almost like presidential, um, uh, like conferencey type things. Yeah. Um, saying how Captain America was old school and that the Super Patriots, the the new Patriot, uh, and then he would uh, have uh, the Bolden Commandos like attack him, mm. and so he'd defend he'd, he'd fend them off and, and look like a, a superhero. Uh. So yeah, it was um. The Power Broker was a very big part of the the, the Marvel comics, and so uh, I was interested to see how things would go because I honestly expected John to show up already as a super soldier, mm. and the fact that him and Lamar were just soldiers without the uh, the super part of it uh, was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, uh, but it was good because like he was trying to uh, be Captain America without that you know 
power that Steve had. Mm. Um, but in this uh, in this episode here, we actually end up going to uh, Madripoor uh, with um, well. You go to bad with Zemo because uh, Zemo breaks out of jail. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about that jailbreak? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Bucky basically gives him the capacity to break out, right? Yeah. And he just kind of saunters out. Yeah. It's great. It's very, um, very sort of like that. Maybe a little bit James Bond. Yeah, I guess so. But it was in a, it was a very like you know the most sedate prison break you've ever seen. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but yes, they they escape and they travel to Madripoor. Now Madripoor mm. is a very interesting uh, thing because when you say Madripoor to a comic book fan, mm. there's one character that that place is synonymous with, which is Wolverine. Oh, yeah. So, Wolf- so? Wolverine spent a lot of time in Madripoor. Okay, uh, and it's kind of like. Um, a hive of scum and villainy, if I can steal from Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's uh, when, when that came up, it was like, oh, that's really cool. Like you know, bringing that into into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so it's a, a criminal sanctuary uh, island run by the mysterious power broker, mm. and just going, ooh, who's the power broker? <laughs> now there's somebody else who um, lives on uh, the lives on Madripoor as well, mm. and that's Sharon Carter. Who, yeah, who has been living there uh, for a while? Because obviously, after Civil War, she was a uh, fugitive. But why is she still a fugitive? That was one thing that never really washed with me. Because one, she's like Peggy Carter's what grandniece or yeah. niece? Niece. And and you've got. Everyone else seems to be forgiven and moved on with their lives. Why has she not been forgiven? Um, I'm wondering whether it was they just um, well, the you had civil war mm-hmm. and then you had infinity war, yeah, and then like a lot of people got blipped out of existence, yeah, and then they came back, but maybe she wasn't blipped out of existence, so. Maybe they just never got around to uh, her actually, you know, getting, uh, you know, going through and, and getting the, um, uh, what do they call it, uh, where she's like. Like a pardon? Like a pardon, yeah. Maybe they never got around to, to doing that. Or maybe she just skipped out and then just never came back. No, it's just, it, it, that just kind of, it was a bit clunky for me. Yeah. But she was an FBI agent as well, so. Maybe they don't, uh, you know, being that she's not just a superhero, maybe she didn't get the same kind of... Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, That's possible. They, they might have been a bit more, a bit nicer to the, 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 the superheroes. And um, and I guess with uh, Bucky being brainwashed all that time, that mm. was, you know, probably held in consideration. Yeah, maybe. Um, the interesting thing as well when they get to Madripoor is that they make it really clear that Zemo isn't welcome there. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like a, it's a, as you say, a hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. So why, why not Zemo? Like, why wasn't he welcome there? I'm not sure. Maybe he's just- is that the first introduction of him? Maybe being a bit of a tweener. Um, possibly, but I mean, Zemo in the comics is not a tweener. He is a bad guy. Okay. Yeah. But in this, he's. he's- He's got his got values yeah, that he's following. Yeah, he doesn't like super soldiers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it's interesting. At this point, you do find out that Sharon is not a 
good is not a good guy anymore like not a hundred percent good guy because mm. um, she's uh selling off um uh your know, artwork and and stuff like that like the real versions of the stuff that are in museums yeah she kind of seems to be running quite quite the company of scams mm. yes yeah, so it was uh yeah it, it was certainly a a different Sharon that you're meeting. Yeah, well, she was, she's surviving. Yeah, mm. yeah, and she was still she was still happy to help out Sam and and, and Bucky, but mm. uh, yeah, def- definitely not the same uh, Sharon Carter that we'd met previous in previous movies. True. Um, and of course, the uh, the, the flag smashers are uh, you know being more um, still being uh, you know doing what they need to do, and but getting a bit more uh, terrorist like by blowing up a building with people in it uh, mm. which was the global repatriation council uh, because obviously they're people trying to get people back to the countries they come from and, and all those kind of things yeah um so yeah it was it was a, a good episode and also in this episode uh they all also reintroduced the uh the dora milaje with uh, ao comes into the, the story mm. uh and that's kind of cool because you don't want to forget the fact that bucky had been in wakanda uh recovering for for quite a while between uh end of it was end of winter soldier no no it wasn't winter soldier it was in, end of Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting because at the beginning of this episode, you have um, Zemo giving it a red hot shot just one last time, seeing if those keywords will mm. will trigger the Winter Soldier again. And they don't. No. Spoilers. <laughs> um, but then at the end or towards the end of the episode, you get to see that final moment where he's finally broken free when he's in Wakanda. Mm, mm. Um, so you get that whole moment that he – um, realizes that he's free of it, yeah, and yeah. and you know Ao being with him, I think that's really cool. Mm. And you get to find out in this uh, episode as well. Um, the guy who created the the super soldier serum, mm. uh, and also find out he no longer has it because it uh, has been stolen by the flag smashers because you know they're all like super now. Yeah. So is that um, Doctor Nagel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Dr. Nagel gets a bullet in the face from um, uh, from Baron Zemo. Sure <laughs> does. No more of that, my friend. Because, uh, yeah, because Baron Zemo doesn't like... But he has so. he has some vials of the serum down there, doesn't he? No. That he's redeveloped? No. Okay. No. Is he not working on it? I, I mean, probably is, but uh, the only... I think there was 10... Was it 10 or 20? Might have been 20 mm. vials um, that the, uh, the Flag Smashers had. Carly's got. Carly's yeah. got, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but this this episode I really enjoyed it. You got to see Zemo in his uh, Zemo mask, mm. which is really cool. Uh, but it honestly meant nothing to me. I know it meant nothing. To yeah, because you. you don't know what the character looks like in the comics. No, no, so. no. So like that's what I'm saying. Like for me, it was just like, man, he's wearing a mask. That's a bit weird. Is this some kind of weird fetish that he's got? <laughs> but you only you only see it once, and that's literally just for the comic fans. You're just yeah. Go, oh my god! I mean, the whole. Uh, 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 furry jacket and stuff he wears. Mm. It's pretty much once he puts the whole mask, furry jacket yeah. that he wears. The thing that makes him look like he's from the Gestapo or something yeah. like that. Well, Zemo originally was a Nazi, so yeah. Mm. Um, the uh, that that look with the mask, everything like that, just yeah. Why, why? Zemo was originally a Nazi. Yeah. So so, but he's young-ish. Well, this okay. Here's the thing: like you had the original Zemo mm-hmm. in World War Two, mm-hmm. and that guy was a was a Nazi. Oh, and then he had a little baby Zemo. Yeah. So and he and raised a- him to be. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's actually integral to the story of Captain America and Bucky because when Stan brought Captain America back in Avengers 4, mm. uh, the the story was that Zemo was launching this drone plane that was heading to America mm-hmm. uh, and Bucky jumps onto it to try to, like, you know, crash into the, the water. Cap jumps onto it. Cap loses his grip. Bucky goes boom. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was very integral to uh, the comic book story because that was Zemo that launched that uh, that drone plane. Ah, mm. okay. Uh, Thank you for that history lesson. That's quite well, a not right. history lesson. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was that was a really full on episode. But by episode three, I'm kind of like going, how you, we, we're three episodes in, like how are we gonna get to the end? Because like it seems like things are, are being a bit slow and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, it was just it was. A really good episode as well. Uh, introduced a lot of things, but yeah, I was just concerned uh, that they weren't leaving themselves enough time. Yeah, but you know, you have to have faith in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and realize, or TV universe, as mm. the case may be, that they've got a plan. Yes, Kevin Feige <laughs> knows how to how to how to run something, and when you watch a movie as well. Like a lot of it is the build, and then it's probably the last, like, say, twenty percent that's all the action mm. resolution kind of stuff. No. Yeah. No. No. True. True. Mm. It's amazing. All these episodes are directed by uh, the same. Oh, sorry. The deprogramming's not. not until episode four. Mm. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. That, that's how episode four opens up. Yes, Kari Scogland is the director, and directed all six episodes. Which again, like you know, usually that doesn't happen in TV. No, yeah. no, that's that's pretty rare. That's true. Uh, so in episode four, the whole world is watching. So uh, Ao uh, from the Dora Milaje uh, gives uh, Bucky eight hours, and then they're going to take Zemo. So mm. it's kind of like, do what you need to do with him. We're taking this guy back because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're still kind of sore that uh, he killed King T'Chaka. Yeah, I think that's probably something to be, um, you know, pretty sore about. Yes, quite, quite true, quite true. Um, so they, the, Sam, Zemo, and uh, and uh, Bucky are trying to find out, uh, you know, find, trying to get their way to the the, the flag smashers, Takari, uh, Carly, so Carly, through uh, the funeral of someone that, of her adopted mother. Um, mm. And it was interesting because, like, you know, uh, it was Zemo that got the, the actual information at the end of the I day. I know. That was so creepy. He's, like, giving candy to children and he's, like, going, oh, this is going to end badly and it doesn't. Through Turkish Delight. <laughs> it's like, in reality, it's kind of like, hey, kids, tell me stuff. Here's some Turkish Delight. But don't you think that's the first, like, little hint that maybe there's a little bit more to him apart from being a bad guy? Like that maybe there's that tweener element. Mm. He knows how to relate to children. So he's like going, oh, has he got children? Has he got nieces and well, nephews? He did have his own kids before they got killed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like maybe he was actually a good parent. Mm. And Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's – and this, um, again, like you constantly got Walker and Battlestar like, you know, trying – to you know, uh, insert themselves into this battle with the the flag smashers. Yeah, so he's trying to lead, but he doesn't have that capacity, which is weird because he seemed like he was a good leader in the army. Mm, mm. And uh, but there's great scenes uh, in in this one uh, where you've got uh, Sam Sam talking to um, it's Carly, isn't it? Carly, Carly, yeah. yeah. Sam, like talk- Carly Simon, yeah, Sam talking to Carly, and like. 
almost getting through to her. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he's had that experience, that counselling knowledge. Mm. He knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, so you've got him doing that and then you've got uh, Zemo who's kind of like wanting to find out where the, the super soldier serum is. Mm. John is just like pacing around like a tiger, just like, you know, wanting to get involved. Um and he kind of screws the pooch and uh, and causes everything to go go haywire. Yep. So he, uh, yeah, he, Zemo finds the serum first, destroys every bottle of serum except for one vial, mm. and then uh, which was only accidentally left undestroyed. Yeah. Yeah, it and rolled away. And then uh, John kind of comes in, grabs that vial, and puts it in his pocket, and. Uh, and then I'm saving that for Ron. Yeah, yeah. And then later, uh, <laughs> Ron. People don't necessarily use that one unless they're Australian. I'm guessing. Probably yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so they yeah Sam um, has has the uh, the discussion and stuff like that. And then there's another confrontation later on uh, where it gets very very violent mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately like um, Battlestar's killed, which I was very surprised by. They were going to knock him knock him off so quickly. Yeah, but it was also that whole fragility of life thing that they really need to point out that these people don't have the super soldier serum. They can't take those big bumps mm, mm. and and necessarily survive. So he, he kind of just – he strikes a pillar the wrong way and it breaks his neck. Yeah. Game over. Oh, but before that happens mm-hmm. – so John has got the serum mm-hmm. and he, like, talks to, to um, Lamar about it and says, like, yeah, if you had it, would you take it? And he's like, of course I would. It just makes you more of what you are kind of thing. Lamar says that. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then uh, you never actually see John taking the serum. I think, no. I think what does it is um, that John – So when Lamar dies? No, no. You think it was before? He, he was already a super soldier before that. Mm, yeah. Um, the Dora Milaje uh, – they have a confrontation with John because he is stupid. Um, and no joke, uh, it's that spud face, yeah, I tell you. He incited them, and so they just like took him and uh, Battlestar out, and also they took out Bucky and uh, Sam as well because mm. they were trying to like you know sh- shut things down. Yeah, didn't work. Uh, you know, Bucky lost an arm. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was like it. It was like the. Can you remember watching Kill Bill Volume Two? Mm. And it was that that five finger. Um, thing that you know you get to take five steps away and then your heart mm. just gives out it looked like that kind of action it was like boom 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 and then yeah. all of a sudden this arm was just like on the floor exactly so if somebody gives you an arm don't fight them because chances are they know how to dis- disarm you um, <laughs> literally disarm yeah. you did you see <laughs> yeah, yeah. So while while all this was going on, Zemo just like you know quietly gets up and walks into the bathroom and then buggers off. Mm, true. <laughs> um, and so, but the it's it's amazing like the when the uh, Dora Milaje uh, like finish everyone off, the shield is on the ground and one of them just like stomps on it and then flips the shield up onto her arm like mm. like Steve Rogers did, mm-hmm. and then she was told no no leave it. Um, and so, so it left the shield there, but it was it was interesting because basically that shield is vibranium. That that's well, yeah, that's what I was going to get to. So we we so this is not Cap's shield, right? Uh, not our Cap, not Steve Rogers. It could, because we know that that shield was destroyed. Well, that's a question. Like the the question is still, where does this shield come yeah, from? Yeah. So was it something that he got made in Wakanda? Well, I, I'm not. I'm not sure because the thing is, like the last time we saw Steve Rogers before he came back with the shield, um, he went to 
to give back all the Infinity Stones. Yes. And put Thor's hammer back where it belongs. Yes. And he didn't have the shield with him then. No. But when he came back as an old man... He had a shield. He had a shield. Yeah, but a shield. Yeah, and a shield. And it is not the same shield. Uh It's clearly a different design to the the shield he used during the the MCU. Yeah. So, yeah, is it... Did he go back to Wakanda and say, hey, you guys remember me? I'm a bit older now, but still, can you, can you make me another shield? <laughs> we needed someone to be like actually acting that out. <laughs> it's like, hey, you guys, yeah. you remember me? It sounded like an episode of like, you know, drunk histories yeah, yeah. where they um, actually have the people talking about it and they actually have like people like, shooting a scene mm-hmm. that matches their dialogue perfectly we need that but animated please yes yeah but i was wondering about that because the um about animation no no no, no about the shield because at the e- very end of endgame you can hear the sounds of something being made like mm-hmm. the sound of a hammer and yeah like and so that's why i was wondering whether that was supposed to be this is the shield being made or something like that but uh yeah it's it's not the same if they don't explain it soon i might explode yeah it's it's one of those things they've got they're gonna have to explain where it came from oh yeah in some some way because because like everyone asks the question and you know it's a different shield it's got those slots in it that like clearly are, are different to what the other shield was so yeah yes yeah, it's, it's, it's got those slots in it yeah i know and that's the thing is like it, instead of it just being once of not smooth surface because it's always had those lines but those little triangles i think they are What's that? Those little triangle bits that are taken out around the edge? Is that what you mean? No, no. It's in this, the middle bit of the uh, the shield. Oh. There's these like three slots that are in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so that aside, because we don't have answers for that at all, even in six episodes of this, they could have like squeezed in a little bit. Um, so he's got the serum, he takes the serum, and he proves himself to be an almighty douche. Yeah. Because as with Lamar gets thrown against column, dies, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, in in a scene uh, very reminiscent of uh, the end of Civil War, mm-hmm. where Captain America is using his shield to smash uh, Iron Man's uh, arc reactor, mm-hmm. uh, he just grabs a shield and just repeatedly pounds it into this guy's chest and kills him. Mm-hmm. While there's about... You don't see you don't that. S- it's a very Disney version yeah, of violence. Yeah. You see the blood on the shield yeah. afterwards. And just him standing there, like, holding the shield, and it's just, like, dripping with blood. It was really, really just, like, the stark difference between Steve Rogers and this guy, John Walker. Like, why have you even got the shield, buddy? Oh, that's right, because the government are morons. Exactly, exactly. So the uh, government are morons. Yeah. The government is uh, anyway. So the uh, th- that's the way it ends with all these people filming John killing somebody uh, that was defenseless. There was no. It was not self defense. The mm. guy clearly was just giving up, saying, "Don't kill me. I didn't kill that guy." Mm. Uh, and uh, and then that was the end of, end of the episode. So uh, it was kind of like, wow, okay, uh, where, where do we go from here? <laughs> Well, we go to the next episode, of course. Well, it's, uh, yeah, because pretty much uh, the, the next episode picks up straight where that finishes off and uh, Bucky and Sam are just like, dude, you can't wield the shield because uh, you're a terrible person. You're not worthy. Uh, and so they demand the shield back and uh, John is like, no, 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 I'm Captain America. I'm keeping the shield. And a bit of a battle ensues um, at, uh, at which point, uh, you know, Sam and Bucky eventually overcome John and uh, and take him out. They do. They take him out. 
Yes. They deal with him. Although it does it does destroy um, Sam's wings. Yeah, they're, no they're, joke. They're knackered. Uh, and also, uh, uh, John's arm gets, I don't think it gets broken, probably gets dislocated or something like that. Because mm. there's, there's some sort of injury happening. Because there's a scene very reminiscent of that scene where um, the, they're trying to take the Infinity Gauntlet off Thanos mm. and uh, like failing when they're trying to take the shield off John Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was kind of cool. But yeah. Uh, Bucky just like uses um, John like a a bat and swings him into Sam, and it was it was pretty full on. That was, that was a very cool cool move. Some nice nice double teaming for yeah. Me. I was going to say it's good teamwork. Yes, yes. Um, but the, at the end of the Zemo storyline is so sedate, like you know, because you think when when we saw the uh, trailers, you thought Zemo is going to be the big bad in this this mm. show, but he's just at the Sokovia monument and just standing there, and then. You know, Bucky comes along, and you're expecting this to be a big fight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, some sort of showdown. Yeah, and and Zemo's just like yeah. Okay. Especially that Zemo was clearly on Bucky's list. Like yeah. you see his name on the list mm. in his little book. Yes, mm. which is kind of weird. Why he'd have to make amends to people? Like he got framed. he wasn't necessarily making amends oh. in a traditional like I'm so sorry for doing this to mm-hmm. you. He was making amends in other ways that they kind of demonstrated with that whole car scene in episode one. One, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, but yeah, it, it was making amends had a very um, open meaning. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah but at the door of Malaysia, they they take him and say we're going to take him to the raft, and uh, that's where he's going to stay. In the raft is a, a super um, villain prison in the Marvel Cinematic Don't Universe. Don't we see that? Do, is that not where they send? Our friends, that's like it's out in the middle of the ocean. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they refer to it as being the raft. Yeah, but the uh, the with the um, the raft, that's generally where they they uh, start the like thunderbolt kind of thing from. Uh, oh. So, uh, so for people that aren't as au fait with the whole Marvel comic universe. Explain what Thunderbolt is okay. because I got introduced to this concept through listening to Fake Doctor's mm-hmm. Real Friends. Um, and so I questioned you on it and you're like, ah, funny you should ask. <laughs> so the Thunderbolts came about uh, as this like group of new heroes mm-hmm. uh, that were kind of you know, similar to the Avengers uh, kind of thing. But after uh, a few issues into the the series you actually found out they were villains that we knew that had just like been re um, repurposed rebranded <laughs> rebranded as different characters yeah. and the leading one was citizen v and uh he was this like guy with a sword and uh uh yeah really cool costume but it turned out that that citizen v was actually baron zemo yeah. and so he had uh you know created this team to kind of you know, do bad things, but with the, like, it was kind of, uh, the, um, Green Hornet pretended to be a bad guy, but was actually doing good things. Whereas his plan was to have good uh, people pretending to be good guys, but actually doing bad things. Ah. Um, so yeah, so I mean, there's been many, many, many iterations of the Thunderbolts over time. And, uh, some of them have just been like put together as a kind of suicide squad of, of villains. Yeah. And turning them into heroes. Cause that was my understanding was that it's like suicide squad, but, but obviously Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. DC. So it's, it's, it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Zemo goes off, uh, with Dora Milaje. He's going to go to the raft. Um, John Walker, uh, receives an other than honorable discharge. Yeah. <laughs> 
Why don't they just call it a dishonorable discharge, I I'm wonder? not sure. Was it because sure. of his previous service? Like maybe we shouldn't have created you or given you this opportunity be- to become a monster? Mm. It's mm. A, hard to say. Hard to say. Mm. But, so he's no longer Captain America. He's got a dishonorable discharge. Uh, he runs into uh, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, uh, otherwise known in the Marvel uh, comics as one of the Madame um, Hydras. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is played by Julia Louise, Julia Louis Dreyfus, uh, who is perfect for like this kind of role. Yeah. Like, just, uh, she's, absolutely fantastic and she's perfect for every role that she's cast in let's face it yeah but interestingly she was actually supposed to debut in black widow oh uh but because that film's been pushed so far the uh the debut just happened to happen on falcon winter soldier so Mm. i dare say we're going to be seeing uh, more of val turning up in uh, in future kind of uh uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe things. Very cool. But it was interesting that she, uh, yeah, she turned up and like, you know, she immediately like sits between John and his wife and is like, you know, uh, when John's wife is like, who are you? She hands mm. her a card, which is black on one side, white on the other side. There's no details on there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all, all very strange and, uh, and very spy-like. Mysterious. So. Indeed, indeed. And she said she'll she'll contact John, and he's got to pick up the phone when she does. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, and so that's where we uh, we leave uh, John there for the, for the time being. Um. Sam, uh, his as I said, the wingsuit's been destroyed, and he leaves it with um his uh, uh government AD aide um Torres who would yeah, before. and Torres was um interested in in the technology in the wings previously like he kind of indicated that he might have been able to help sam fix them when they were where were they like morocco or somewhere Mm -hmm. i don't know um and so he kind of given that sort of laid that ground that he had the capacity to deal with that technical stuff so sam's just like going well they're broken i don't have the time or the inclination to fix them so here you go kid Mm. and it was it was interesting because uh, in the comics, uh, Torres actually becomes an ex-Falcon. Mm. So I don't know if he's still Falcon because now Falcon's Falcon again. But anyway, that's uh, but that's by the by. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah, Sam uh, leaves and he goes to visit Isaiah Bradley mm. and just find out some more about his his backstory and about uh, you know what what happened to him. Uh, and Isaiah is very against there ever being a black Captain America, mm. but I think Sam thinks that this is something that he he has to do. Um, and so uh, with that, Sam returns home to help fix the uh, the family boat. Oh, speaking of fixing things, if you can hear some drilling going on in the background or whatever that is, is because people don't realise that we're recording a podcast and decide to do some home improvements. Apparently. Oh, what else are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and so uh, he goes home to fix a family boat. Uh, and, you know, it's it's one of those things where he calls in favours from people that his family had helped out in the past. Mm-hmm. And everyone, like, throws in to help him out. And it's really good. And then a, a certain, you know, one-armed uh, super soldier turns up to help him out as well, <laughs> uh, which is very cool. And then um, you also get to see... Uh, the Don't flirt with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Bucky and uh, and uh, no, 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 a little just... bit of a spark. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you got uh, uh, Bucky and everyone just helping out to to fix a boat, and then you get a, a montage of 
well, before you get the montage, the training montage, you get Sam and Bucky just talking about the shield and mm. what it means to be Captain America and, and all, all those kind of things. And so it's a it's a really good you know uh, wrap up kind of kind of scene. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you get the training montage, the, the Rocky training montage. Ah, oh, it's just gold. It re- it's just one of those things where, because it kind of starts with the two of them throwing the shield around, mm. right? Like playing frisbee out in the lawn, except with trees having to be padded up. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of cool because um, one of the things that I questioned you about was this whole thing of, like, don't you have to be really strong in order to throw, like, shouldn't you have to be a super soldier in order to handle the shield, like, to be able to throw it, to make it bounce back to you like he was doing? And you explained it differently. Well, my understanding of the, the shield is it's very light and, and so, like, any human being can actually throw it. Uh, and also, Just catching it's a little bit more tricky. <laughs> probably, yeah. I mean, you've seen uh, Black Widow. Like, she is, like, obviously peak human but not a super soldier. Yeah. And she threw the shield from a motorbike to Steve on top of a Yeah, she truck. threw it but she wasn't bouncing it off stuff. No, no, no. And that's the thing is that, like, you know, Sam was out in the front yard, like playing pool with this thing, mm, mm. or snooker, you know, bouncing it off stuff and having it reflect but, back to but him. John Walker's not a super soldier when he first had it as well. So. Yeah, I know. Mm. I, yeah, once you pointed that out, but I think it's an important thing to touch on. Yeah, yeah, no, mm. definitely. Yeah, so don't don't bag me out, man. <laughs> but it was interesting though that um, they like in that with that conversation they were both throwing the shield and getting it back mm. and some people were going well in the training montage he's like having difficulty catching the shield and that kind of thing yeah what because he's bouncing off like two trees and stuff and also doing flips and stuff yeah, like that yeah, yeah. while he's doing it so mm. it was like it was very different level of difficulty level up yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's really good to see him doing that um and then like the 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 kind of show ends with uh, Bucky had given him a, a case from the Wakandans, mm. and it was very clear that in that case was his new Captain America suit. Yes. So the uh, the, the, the but sh- in this moment doesn't isn't that where Ao says to um, says to Bucky, aka White Wolf, mm. don't come back to Wakanda. Well, that was back at the uh, Sokovian um, uh. when he, when they take Zemo away. He's like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Oh, I've got one more favor, <laughs> <laughs> and and so they, he asked him to make the the suit for Sam, obviously. And is that where she says to him, yeah, no, don't come back to Wakanda. Before, yeah, she said that before that. Yeah. And then he asked for the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you see Sam like looking at his, his new suit. We don't see the suit at this point in time. Uh, but then the, they go to credits and then there is a, the first cut scene that you see. Uh, yeah. In the, in the uh, Falcon Wind Soldier is John Walker making his own shield. Yeah. In the most like, you know, he was a bad version of Captain America. He's an even worse version of Tony Stark. Can we yeah. just say that? Uh, but the interesting thing is, like, in... Not the, good at building stuff. Yeah. In um, the uh, the comics, uh, when Steve Rogers gave up being Captain America and just became the captain in the black, and what, black white, and red suit, mm. uh, he went to Tony Stark and got Tony to make him a new shield. So, Sensible. But I guess um, this, this guy doesn't have the opportunity to do that because there ain't no Tony left. Yeah, yeah. But the, the interesting thing was, was that the... Uh, the Captain Shield and the Captain America Shield were kind of similar. I think the Captain Shield was more vibranium, whereas the, uh, whereas the Captain America Shield was more adamantium. Yeah. Um, 
but the uh yeah so john doesn't have that that kind of um ability so he's just making himself his own shield uh and he also like uh puts his own medals into the shield as well so uh that was the the end of uh, episode five and uh leads into uh episode six because wow so five goes from to six okay fair well, enough <laughs> sorry well in five <clears throat> uh, the flag specials are planning their uh, attack on the grc conference in new york city mm. and they're joined by batrock now earlier in the episode you get to hear sharon carter talking to uh, i don't know if it's talking to batrock or talking to somebody about batrock and getting him released from jail yeah and getting him uh, in contact with the Flag Smashers. So at this point in time, well, I'd already, like, thought, like, she must be the power broker. Um, yeah, and you'd, sort of, you'd said that a few times, but I couldn't quite see it. And I thought, well, maybe it's going to be a bait and switch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was it was clear when she was um, doing that that she was the, the power broker. But then they, they make that very clear in the next episode, uh, One World, One People. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she comes back and is helping out Sam and uh, and Bucky, but um, yeah, she also uh, yeah kills uh, Batrock in very cold blood. Yeah, uh, and also um, she uh, kills um, uh, Kari uh, Kari as well. Kali Kali. Sorry, Kali as well. Why can't you say Kali? Is it because it's spelt with a K? I'm not sure. Kali as well. She kills Kali, uh, and and she also kills. Um, uh, kills Batrock as well, which mm. is uh, unfortunate because I kind of like him as a character. Um, but the uh, before all that happens, though, you do get to see Sam in his new Captain America suit, mm. which is like pretty much the suit from the, the comics uh, in, in the, the look of it. So I was pretty happy with it, but you had reservations. Well, I mean, I said it in Diz Down Under, and maybe you can bring yourself up some pictures now, but... I thought that the the outfit was too reminiscent of A Train from The Boys, um, which probably more so more so the on screen version than the comic version of A Train. But it it just it felt too much like that. And I understand that the suit was designed so it'd be aerodynamic and he'd have the movement that he needs in order to fly. But I just feel like it was. Yeah, that's him in the comics. That's, you know, Sam in the comics, but I'm talking about A-Train in the comics. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it was like that the Sam that we saw on screen was very much like A-Train from the screen version of A-Train. Uh, it looks like it's clearly Captain America. There <laughs> it is. Yeah, but that's not the that's not the shot, Lewis. Go to the actual with the, yeah, with the, Glasses and stuff, so much like A-Train. I defy anyone out there. Come on, there must be other people out there. Come on. No, it's like I, too I, much like A-Train because they kind of did something with his shoulders as well that made it look like he was wearing shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm, that's what sort of drew it back to the whole A-Train thing. I, I was happy with the costume. I'm rolling with it, I'm sticking with yeah. it, and Princess Leia is also a... <laughs> Sith Lord. Ah, oh, come on! If you can't, if you couldn't have got uh, Sharon uh, Sharon Carter as the the power broker, and you still think, yeah, I'm still not buying it. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So you get to see him in his new uh, Captain America uniform flight suit from the Wakandans. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you get to see like a, some major action scenes, like yes. you know, um, him taking on Batrock, uh, him like taking on these helicopters, and just uh, like some. 
a lot of money went into this episode. It was it was pretty uh, pretty full on. Yeah, but yeah. So Agent Carter reveals she's a power broker and uh, kills Batrock, and then uh, uh, um, yeah, pretty much like at, at this point in time, it's um, a once all the once all the uh, action stuff is done with. Yeah, it was for Sam to be Captain America and and be that person people can rally around. Yeah, and then does this awesome speech um, with uh, with like the media and telling this uh, you know senator that you know you've got to be better. You know you've got to actually you know work for the people that need you. This is what Sam does best is that whole thing of talking and actually. Talking not just in a convincing way, but from this position of truth mm. that he sees. But it's not like kind of one of those, I know, like idealistic truths. It's just like, this is how it is. This is how you fix it. Yeah, yeah. And um, you also get uh, John Walker coming back and he's still wearing the Captain America costume mm. and he's got the his homemade shield and he's trying to do the the right thing, uh, and he actually like does have a bit of a, a redemptive arc in in this uh, in this particular uh, episode. Mm. Um, but it's weird though because he has a redemptive arc, but then at the end he's with Val and he's in the black uh, U.S. agent suit. Yeah. So what does that indicate that he's just done full heel turn or no? No. I think what it indicates is that he thinks that. Uh, he thinks that Val is on the side of good, mm. whereas in actual fact she's uh, not on the side of good. Uh, she's on the side of evil. He just doesn't realise it. So mm. I think he's going to be a bit of a puppet for a while. Yeah. He does seem like a bit of a dumb, like got muscle, no brain. Yeah. Like exactly what they were trying not to achieve when they created Captain America, you know, the first and the best mm. version. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, that's that's the the whole point of it is is supposed to be that that image the the, the mirror image of Steve Rogers. Mm. So um, you had that you know uh, the good man versus the the perfect soldier, and so um, it's it's yeah it's very very much reflected there. But I was so happy to finally see him in in the U.S. agent costume because yeah. it's one of my favorite costumes from comics. Yeah, to the point that we um, you had this Captain America figurine, and he broke mm, mm. and so you brought yourself a new one but you painted the old one up to be u.s agent yeah yeah that was hilarious so yeah i've always always liked that suit i just thought it was really really cool um but yeah this, this episode was great and the uh isaiah bradley uh thing where um sam takes him to the the captain america memorial mm-hmm. and then they've uh, <laughs> sorry i yes then they've uh Open up a new wing. Did uh, you cover your mouth when you coughed? Yes, I did. A new wing with Isaiah Bradley and his history. Yes, mm. which is really cool because finally he was getting some acknowledgement for what he went through. Because mm. mm. he didn't get to have his big hero moment. No, no, he didn't. Uh, and uh, also in the uh, the mid credit scene, uh, you get to see uh, Sharon Carter finally getting her full pardon. <laughs> but and that- and now you're questioning, does she deserve it? Yeah, but now we know she's a bad guy. Yeah, so and now she's got on? the resources of the FBI at her fingertips. CIA apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, so she's going to use it to like you know gain access to government secrets and sell them. So it just seems so. The uh. only the only thing the only thing I can think that you can um, that you can like rationalize it mm. is that eventually she's going to turn green. Really? And be a scroll. Really? Yeah. Oh. 
So not the real Sharon Carter. That's what my that's what my theory is. Oh, I like that theory. That's kind of a cool one. Yeah. I don't mind that. Because so the real Sharon Carter might be hanging out with um no, really? How Generally hmm. speaking when the scrolls uh they take someone mm. in secret wars they took them and then they were still alive so they uh, she could still be alive but yeah. she could also be dead so but the because she's gonna be in the cia so i could easily see her being in uh, the secret war with uh, nick fury so yeah so it's like meaning like maybe she's hanging out with nick up in the mm. up in the spaceship just doing maybe. spaceship things Maybe we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> but all in all, like I mean, in those six episodes, it was it was a brilliantly told story. Uh, it just moved everything along because obviously we need to have a new Captain America and we need to have uh, characters for more Avengers films. Yeah. Um. So they, I think they've done a phenomenal job. Yeah, I agree. And it was kind of like you were saying that whole thing of like you know, would you go for more? Were you saying that in Dis Down Under? Um, would you go for another movie for like any kind of sequel that they do or would you go for a TV series? Well, I mean, this was kind of like a series of mini movies because they – like episode one was 47 minutes, so was episode two. Mm. Episode three was 51 minutes, 53 for episode four, 57 for episode five and back to 51 for episode six. So you're getting nearly an hour of entertainment from each episode. Mm. It's pretty extraordinary. It's, it's yeah, it's a lot of material. But they didn't waste any time either. There was no filler episode. No, no. They didn't have time for that. Mm. And that's, I think, what I really enjoyed. It was like six, like, really powerful episodes. None of that filler stuff that you'd normally get in a TV series. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. So, yeah, very... Happy with Falcon Winter Soldier. Looking forward to, to more down mm. the track. Well, no, because it'll be Captain America and the Winter Soldier because they changed the title on the last episode. Oh, did they? At, at the end of the episode. Oh, I did not even notice that. Did you miss uh, that? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to make you watch it again. What a shame. Uh, I'm bang up watching it right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Fair call. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening in, people. Um, if you've come over from Diz Down Under, I hope I wasn't too sweary. Um, I don't think I was particularly sweary this episode. I don't think so. Um, but as with any episode, we'd just like to remind you that you can find most of our shows on the Facebook. So we've got Facebook for Diz Down Under, Unscripted and Tangent City. Um, you can jump over to Instagram and find most of them over there as well. And you can, of course, jump over to the website to visit thegentlemanofpopculture.com. And I'm going to end this episode before that drill does my head in. (laughs) Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by The Gentleman of Pop Culture.